What's up? Welcome to This Won't Last Long, the weekly podcast where I talk about media that's coming out relevant to me, and other topics that vary with episodes. Now, this week, uh, I know it's been a few days, by the way, I've been busy, busy with school and so forth, uh, trying to get ahead of it for you guys to stream this episode of the podcast, so yeah. So obviously, as everyone knows, there was D23. So I'm just going to go through every new announcement that was relevant to me when it came out on that weekend. It was, I think, last, no, last, last weekend, I think. Maybe. Anyway, first off is Lucasfilm. The Star Wars, the your Star Wars, your Willow, things like that. So there is. But wait, this is not. Hold on. <laughs> I thought I got that. D two one D three. There we go. Okay. So, never mind. Um, first off, first off is Marvel. So with Marvel, I'm I have a bias. I grew up with like I saw Avengers when it came out three times back to back. Like um, so, I've been watching them like in theaters for over ten years now. It's kind of important to me, Marvel. So <laughs> I have a bit of a bias, but yeah. Without further ado, there is. It, it was a good companion to Comic-Con this year, I think, because um, Comic-Con was just, like, not too much, but, like, enough that you don't need another kind of level of Comic-Con news type thing. Like, you don't need, like, 15 or, like, 20 new announcements, or whatever new announcements for D23, right? Like, you don't need a, a shit ton. So, in my opinion, I think D23 had enough for Marvel. And that enough amount was included with uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And so the footage that says here that the scene, like, I guess it was like a clip that they showed, an actual trailer, but the scene shows Queen Ramonda, um, T'Challa's mom, face like a council, I'm assuming of white people, <laughs> of world leaders, who raise questions about why Wakanda hasn't shared their resources, vibranium. Uh, the queen replies, like the whole thing with, um, oh, maybe not. I thought it was the thing that she said in the first trailer. Um, have I not given everything, like that whole thing? Anyway, um, 
The queen replies that ever since T'Challa died, his cause of death is still unknown. Everyone has been trying to get their hands on a piece of Wakanda's wealth um, since everybody's like down at their lowest. Yeah, that makes sense. At the same time, as this is happening, we see Koye and the Dorm Lajai take down hired mercenaries who are trying to steal vibranium from a secret facility. And there's an action sequence. Um, yeah. And then there's a montage that shows it's like a power grab. Um, and Namor wants to take over in this power vacuum. And then Namor's resources have also been a become a target for those same world leaders and mercenaries and things. So it's like, I guess, I guess the story is going to be like, um, both Wakanda and I think it's not Atlantis. I'm just going to call it Atlantis for now because I don't know the name of what they're actually calling it are like both going to have resource issues. So maybe they have to work together in the end, but they're going to be like opposing at the start. That's what I think. But anyway, yeah, that was pretty much it with um, Wakanda Forever. There's M'Baku fighting with Namor. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh yeah, and then there was the uh, money shot, as they call it, um, of the new Black Panther falling from above like a snowy area and landing on her feet to face Namor for like a final battle, probably. So yeah. And then next up, oh yeah, I'm super excited for Wakanda Forever, by the way. That didn't really enhance my excitement, but like, it's cool that there's going to be like battles between, oh my, there's going to be like battles between, um, Namor and everyone, like a lot of them, so. And it's not just like some quick thing. That's going to be really cool. But anyway, next up is Werewolf by Night. I have watched this trailer. I think over 10 times. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited for Werewolf by Night. It's not funny. Like, they're doing something so different. And people who on Twitter and Instagram and whatever you have it, who keep saying MCU's too woke or MCU's too, like, repetitive or whatever um, are wrong and it's stupid that people say that because it's really not true I mean you see um, stuff like Falcon and Winter Soldier which was a superhero show talking about racism and stuff of that nature which you don't typically see in a superhero show and it was very brave of Marvel to do that because it was something different with Loki, you had this timey-wimey, like, fantasy thriller thing. Like, that was new to Marvel. I think I think just overall, like, Disney Plus is a great way for Marvel to experiment. I mean, I'm sure you've all heard this before, but Marvel, like, with Disney Plus is a great way to experiment with these new kind of story lines and... Um, filmmaking tools like like Grove by Night with 
uh, utilizing kind of old timey kind of horror movie styles and filmmaking tips or sorry um tools and costumes and things to make it this cool homage to um like old and horror like that's awesome to me and like with just i don't think i need to name many more examples like with shang chi that was the first mainly kind of same with black panther because black panther was like mainly black cast which was a very big step and very new to marvel um overdue for film anyway but same with Shang-Chi, like a mainly Asian cast. And same thing, it was a very big step for Marvel. It was very awesome of them to do that. And again, overdue. And um, I mean, it, there was, you know, crazy rich Asians, Asians and movies of that such, but there's a different, there's a difference with having an all Asian cast for a romantic comedy and having an all Asian cast for a superhero movie. In my opinion, and it's a big step for Crazy Rich Asians for sure, but in my opinion, I think the superhero movie, since superhero movies are so blockbuster and so grandiose, that for an all Asian cast to be in one is more important. Um, not necessarily more important, more renowned um, societally, <laughs> in society. Um, like just then over your romantic comedy like Crazy Rich Asians because um, you know that it's these big things right and you see like this the poster with all of them on like either side and Shang-Chi in the middle and you don't typically see that like we've only seen that in Marvel for Black Panther and Shang-Chi and that's it you know, some casts are diverse, but none like this. It's amazing to see. Anyway, moving on from that point, um, obviously Marvel does do new things. And this is one that I am hyper excited for, <laughs> to say the least. I think that was pretty much it. They didn't really reveal anything but other than the trailer. For, um, yeah, for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, there were some new things with that. So, obviously, we know the cast, blah, blah. So, yeah, we now know that Quantumania leads, like, directly into Avengers, uh, was it, yeah, Kang Dynasty, which makes sense, because, you know, Kang and Ant-Man and then Kang and Dynasty, makes sense. Um... And then, I mean, there's a lot of films, I think, in between, a lot of films and series in between it, Quantumania and um, Dynasty. Yeah, because cause Quantumania is February of, I was, I, was gonna, I was about to say this year, of next year. Um, so, like, kind of after the new year, which is great. Um, that still leaves like two, maybe three, probably three years before the movie that carries on after that. 
plays, which is King Dynasty. It's just a weird time gap, in my opinion, but... I mean, I don't really know business and stuff, so it's like, I can't really say anything about how they structure their release orders. But anyway, um, that's, I think that's all new details for it. Uh, oh yeah, and then that one of the main like things of the movie is that like, since it's Ant-Man, he has to do something for Kang, he has to do a heist for him, and he's like forced to do it. And in the footage, there was a cool shot apparently of like Kang using his powers to like force Scott against the wall and hold him there and like force him to do it. So that's really cool to know. And then I think that's very much it. Um, oh yeah, and then Kang will kill Cassie if Scott doesn't do what Kang asks. And the new footage shows like what I said, Scott against the wall. And then So, yeah, Scott, facing a life of fame, he's written a book, blah, blah, He now takes Jamie Wu, um, we love Jimmy, um, two expensive brunches, he became the employee of all time at the Baskin Robbins he used to work at. The, um, Greg Turk. Oh, the, the manager who was in the first Ant-Man who fired Scott. He's apparently in it again. Okay, that's cool. And his ego has pushed away his family. And <laughs> that's funny. Apparently his audiobook is narrated, narrated by himself in his car. That's funny. By the way, all like most of this stuff, some of the stuff I know, but some of it I like haven't heard said yet. So bear with me because like I'm gonna learn this for the first time, so like I'm gonna try to keep my composure, but like some stuff I don't know. Anyway. So to reconnect, Cassie builds a machine that can send signals to the quantum realm. She did this so she could communicate with her dad if he ever gets stuck in there again. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know why that would be to reconnect though, but anyway. The machine sucks the whole fam, um, including Hank and Janet. And they're back into the quantum realm. Colorful, colorful monsters that are all trying to kill them? Okay. Bill Murray is seen again as a leader of sorts in the realm, and then Modoc is there using saw blades with his shoulders, how fucking yeah. Cassie is captured by Kang, obviously. And then the ice thing. And then the whole thing with an Avenger that killed you before. That was in the last trailer for Comic-Con. Oh, and then he adds on to it, saying after a while they all become a blur. And then it shows Cassie in her suit. And then she doesn't use any powers yet. Okay, cool. That's a lot of new details, so I'm, I'm happy with that. And then now with the Marvels, um, the one I'm probably most 
scared of to watch because it's supposed to be a musical, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was revealed last at this Comic-Con. I think so, so I'm kind of terrified of it to watch it because um, I don't know if that's going to go over well uh, with me. I'm going to buy the tickets and I'm going to fucking go see it, but I don't know if a musical Marvel was... I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know, man. <laughs> Either way, I'm excited because it's our girls again. It's Kamala, it's um, Monica, and of course Carol, so it's more like a team-up movie. I think I know these things from like videos and stuff. So it's like more of a team-up movie before every, with everyone, Kamala, Monica, and Carol. And then the main villain isn't known yet. And then like the characters are like linked, how it was shown in Ms. Marvel, spoilers by the way, how like Carol entered Kamala's room through like this blast of Kamala's bracelets and then Carol wore the bracelets. It was a weird thing. Anyway, they like keep, they're like apparently, I guess, linked by their powers and they, they each time they try to use the powers, they switch places with one another. So, yeah, Carol switches with Kamala, Kamala switches with Monica, so on and so forth. And then Nick Fury tries to help them fix this problem. Oh, there's a trailer. I maybe I forgot that. I don't know. I think I already knew that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the the exclusive trailer shows um, the song choice being interclacked by the Beastie Boys. I'm not familiar with that by name. Maybe I've heard it. I don't know. And then it explained the trading places thing. Um, and then Monica tries to use her phasing powers, I don't think we've seen those yet, while working on one of Nick Fury's space stations. And then obviously she's switched out with uh, Kamala. And then of course being embarrassing in front of Fury. <laughs> And then, yeah, Kamala gets into space. The whole Carol thing in Kamala's home. Oh, Kamala gets transported next to Goose from the first movie. Who's in this again? That's good. I loved Goose. Um, who then eats a bunch of bad guys, of course. And then I guess Kamala freaks out or something. But... And then they show off their powers to each other. Though that's probably like going to be a nerdy scene. And Kamala is going to do with Spider-Man and try not to geek out at her heroes. Ooh, a new spaceship. Hell yeah. A, a musical number on an alien planet. And they get through kooky scenarios. <laughs> yes, more comic accurate white and blue costume for Monica. And then her powers look different than from WandaVision. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, since she learned to control them more. Okay, that makes sense, actually. 
and Kamala is going to be comedic relief, if that makes sense. And then Kamala, it, then it ends with Kamala saying, wait, so that so does that mean we're a team? And Carol and Monica say no. Okay. I'm like slightly excited. Besides the musical numbers. Maybe it'll be good, I don't know. It's all about the execution. No matter what they do, it's all about the execution. Anyway, next up is Ironheart, which I actually know that they showed an exclusive trailer here. So, uh, explain that. But yeah, basically the whole thing is that it's technology, Riri's technology, versus the hood's magic. That's the whole theme of the show, like tech versus magic. So I, that's a really cool concept, I think. It focuses on Riri struggling to balance life as a tech genius and at home life and stuff. Um, and she doesn't, oh, okay, that's interesting. She doesn't want to be a hero. And so it's like a kind of community, like kind of grounded story because the hood is apparently like a villain only in her community. Okay, so that's interesting. That makes me think of like Spider-Man Miles Morales because that game was all in his hometown, like Harlem, and it was only in like his neighborhood where the underground was like kind of taking over. Okay, so that's gonna be cool. It's like gonna be like a really personal story. That's interesting. I'm perfecting an Iron Man suit. Yes. Hell yeah, I'm so excited. Oh yeah, and then the trailer shows... Um, oh yeah, and then Ryan Coogler is apparently like a producer on it or something. So it's going to be like influenced from his stuff and the Black Panther movies and stuff, so that's cool. And also because she's in Black Panther Wakanda Forever first in November, so... Sorry, executive producer, not just a producer. And we see like a bunch of stuff she built. Family at risk, good stakes. Interesting villain, he thinks he's right. It's when the good villains come. Comic actor, hood costume. I don't know the characters, so I wouldn't really not I wouldn't not care, but like I wouldn't notice really or find it a big deal if it wasn't comic comic accurate. And of course she's had, she has to build a cool suit. And it's very huge and bulky. Classic Mark One. Classic Tony. Obviously visual parallels to when Tony made his suits. Ah uh, yes, the armor, dude, I can't wait. Uh, I'm really, I'm really interested in like, the themes of like class and like social stuff with that. That's gonna be cool. Very little humor. Okay. Shit. Let me serious show. 
come down for some seriousness, for some sincerity. And then um, probably my most anticipated, besides Daredevil, obviously, show is Loki season two. Because Loki, again, like I was saying, like is so fucking different from normal Marvel things. Like, I'm so excited for them to explore more of this world. The TVA and Kang now being, like, the dude um, who's in charge and stuff. So, fuck, I'm excited. And they're still filming season two right now, so... Trying to be like as secretive as fucking possible. Makes sense. I'm glad Tom Holland isn't there. <laughs> or Mark Ruffalo. And obviously he's going to explore more King and stuff like that. So. Apparently I didn't know that. Um, they showed footage there. So it says that D23 attendees were showing where they look in Loki Season 2. And obviously he Loki's back at the TVA. Um, well, he hasn't been the same since the season finale last time. Oh, it's it's meant literally as Loki is now glitching in time since he finds himself in an altered timeline. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It reminds me of Spider Verse because all the people besides Miles were glitching. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think people who like love Spider-Verse will understand that like immediately when we watch the season two. And that's going to be a cool visual though, like going fast or fast forward or reverse. That's awesome. And obviously the same scene of Loki um, explaining to Mobius and Hunter B-15 who don't know him sadly anymore ooh by using the TVA's own time sticks against the office walls and they disintegrate to reveal architecture with Kang's face all over oh I can't wait for that and Kang and Sylvie weren't in the footage at all um, the guy from Indiana Jones and Everywhere, everything all at once. Um, I'll, I'm forgive me. I'll probably butcher this, but Ki Hoi Kwan, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we saw his character apparently, and he's like a librarian <laughs> or archivist. And then it's like a really exaggeratingly large library, so that's going to be funny. And he floats down. We see Loki travel across timelines and galaxies. Oh? And there's like a lot of color in that montage, I guess. And he tries to get... I guess he tries to get everyone aware of Kang and how menacing he is, or how evil he is. 
makes sense that Loki is the only one who knows Kang as this massive threat. And the season will act as a warning of what's to come with him for the rest of the saga. Hell yeah. Obviously, Miss Minutes will be in there again. And Secret Invasion. Holy shit, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> so, with Secret Invasion, obviously the trailer... Like, some of it was, like, kind of... Not boring, but, like, some of it was kind of, like... Filler footage. Like, a, there was only a couple... Kind of really cool things to me. So, first off... Um, Nick Fury. Excuse me. That's badass as fuck. His beard, obviously, there. And his first look... Um, when he sees Maria Hill at uh, the bar in the first scene of the trailer and he looks awesome he looks so badass and oh, I can't wait fucking like what is Sam now like 70 something like early 70s and he's still kicking ass as Fury it sounds to me that we won't see him as Fury one day but it's a long time from now Anyway, it, it was a good-ass trailer, um, very much Winter Soldier vibes, I think everyone has said that, um, and I, I dig that because I fucking love Winter Soldier, it's one of the best concepts for a Captain America story, and it's one of the best, like, action and superhero movies. Ever, so I can't wait for this if it's anything like Winter Soldier which it very much looks like it so I can't wait and then there was the two like kind of money shots I would say there was one that uh, first of all him with his beard and eye patch that was one of the money shots that was the ending shot and then there was Ben Mendelsohn's Talos or Talos whatever you however you say it uh, in your way but Talos, and he was as like a regular human, not as Talos, um, which makes sense because they're trying to hide and stuff. Anyway, he like was trying to interrogate this one dude who thought he thought it was a scroll, and then like a bunch of um, the scrolls, like fellow guards in uh, in like forms like other humans besides him like kind of like stood up and became the same person as him um so that was really fucking cool like invasion of the body status type shit i'm like a sucker for that shit um like taking over people and stuff like that's that's my cup of tea for horror and action and thriller and stuff like that so i can't wait for that and yeah i think that pretty much covers secret invasion so after that, there is, oh, sorry, Armor Wars first. Um, not really much for Armor Wars, except that, obviously, it's based on the comic storyline, which I haven't read, maybe soon. And Stark Deck got into the wrong hands. And then, um, 
it's directly connected to Secret Invasion because Rhodey is in that as well, which was also cool to see in the trailer for Secret Invasion. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it for our wars. So, Echo. Kingpin, motherfucker. Yeah, Echo. Um, obviously, we'll have Echo. It's the main character. And she goes back to her roots and explores her indigenous history. Um, after escaping Kingpin and his, like, control and web and stuff. And the show will dive deep into her indigenous origins and stuff like that. That's cool. Um... In her home tribe. And yeah, I find this really fucking cool. Like, like pretty much all the cast had to learn ASL. Um, obviously, besides the ones who already knew or are good with it. Um, yeah, it's awesome that they all, like, learn something for, like, one person. That's, like, so... Like, um... Cool and, like... I think that's also a new thing. I was talking about like all um, race race specific casts, but this is something I don't think anyone has has done before in a film or TV show. Like all the cast learning had having to learn ASL. That's that's awesome. And then we'll also learn how she gets the Echo name. And they showed footage. I knew this, um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, like it said, get back in touch with her tribe, which has like other kind of, I, I guess it would be like kind of similar to Wonder Woman, um, with Themyscira and like Themyscirian warriors. I, I guess maybe, well, I guess that'd be similar to those kind of warriors. I don't know though. And then she wants to go through her teachings again. Okay. Grimy action thriller. More in line with John Wick. Fuck yeah. I love John Wick so much. I haven't seen anything past the first one, but I can't wait to see the second and third one when I get around to it. And it's obviously very much inspired from like native and indigenous stuff, so that's cool. Um, I think the actress herself is actually um, Aboriginal or indigenous or whatever you name you. Uh, forgive me, but I, I think it's indigenous. Anyway, sorry. Um, doesn't seem to like connect greatly to everything else. And then obviously Wilson Fisk is in it. And then um, Echo and Kingpin see each other again, except Wilson is wearing... His eye patch, like in the comics, healing from his shot in the head. Oh, he comes up to her in a somber matter, manner. And he's trying to have a different, like more fatherly conversation. Interesting. Um, oh, it's confirmed, Daredevil. I mean, we already assumed, but fuck yeah, okay. He's confirmed to make an appearance in the show. And he, but he wasn't in the footage, though. That makes sense. Jumping from the trailer, it's likely that his appearance will either come towards the end or come off as more of a surprise outside of Hell's Kitchen. 
Yeah, like seeing Echo and Daredevil together, it's going to be awesome. Speaking of Daredevil, um, yeah, the next thing was Daredevil Born Again. And since there's, like, like they haven't started production yet at all, nothing else besides just Charlie and Vincent being so fucking excited and um, being on stage together for the first time in a long time. So that was awesome to see. They're my boys. I fucking love Daredevil and Fist. I fucking love Charlie and Vincent. They're amazing actors. They play these characters with such excellence that it's, it's amazing. Anyway, I'm going to gush about Daredevil. But... Yeah, double the amount of time, of course. And, oh yeah, filming for Daredevil Born Again begins next year, so 2023. I'm going to wreck a new world order. No. Okay. I know there's the backlash. And apparently Marvel responded to it. So basically what happened is that there is this person, this uh, Israeli superhero. So first Israeli superhero in um, Marvel. Name's you. I don't know about comics, but yeah, the MCU. First Israeli superhero in the MCU. Basically, she's played by Shira Haas, whoever that is, and she's basically known for like problematic Israeli um, kind of like war shitty stuff like that. Basically, her Marvel came out and said that like every character is a different take or like it's not directly from that basically just saying that like they won't make her fucked up and like problematic and stuff in that sense of like the cultural stuff and everything so that's good they won't make her problematic but i feel like everybody will have a problem with her anyway sadly and it's called a paranoid thriller interesting and danny ramirez is falcon hell yeah And then Tim Blake Nelson will be the leader as the villain. I am so, so excited for the leader. I loved him in some shows I used to watch as a kid, but oh, I'm so excited for it. Of course, Thunderbolts, we know the cast now. So there is Yelena and um, Bucky. Surprisingly, I think Bucky will be forced to do it. But anyway, Yelena and Bucky are the leaders besides Val. Um, Valentina Regula, <laughs> Arugula, Val Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, played by Julia Louis Dreyfus, of course. Then there's the Red Guardian, and then there's Taskmaster, Ghost, and of course U.S. Agent. So that's a pretty good team. I mean, I haven't. Again, like I I'm glad I don't have that bias of like being connected too much to the comics because I would be such a like an annoying fucking fanboy. And like, be, be such a dick about it. Anyway, that's it for Marvel. Um, I'm very excited for everything coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to really say. I, I wish we learned more about Fantastic Four other than the director, but we can't really say anything right now. It's coming out in two years. They have time. I'm not that mad about it. And now, there's something I care a little bit less about. There's 
some Disney live action news. So there's Hocus Pocus 2, haven't seen the first one. Um, there is this one that I'm excited for, Disenchanted. Now, I loved the first um, Enchanted. Um, it's like one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. So I'm very excited to see where it continues and leaves off in this next one with all the cast or all the original main characters from response. I'm very excited for Disenchanted. Peter Pan. Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, and the poster shows like the floating uh, ship and the title and some fairy dust. And I'm very intrigued to see Drew Law interpret Captain Hook. I'm actually very excited for that casting. It's a good casting. Oh, there is some exclusive footage, I guess. And I guess it just shows like traditional stuff from Peter Pan, I guess. I don't know, I'm really excited, to be honest. It'll probably be okay. Haunted Mansion. I'm not super really excited. It's probably going to be some kids' movie. Like, that's usually what happens with these kids' movies. Like, some big names are in it, and then they sell it to little kids. That's just how it works. And then there's Snow White, which I'm excited for, especially Gal Gadot as um, Maleficent. Oh, Mark Webb! Dude, no way, I didn't know that. It was directed by Mark Webb, hell yeah. It's the guy who directed the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, I'm so excited for that. He's an awesome director. I still have yet to watch 500 Days of Summer. I love this mess. I am so excited for that. He's an awesome director. Okay, now there's... Mufasa, The Lion King. Oh, it's a prequel. Oh, right, yeah. It's about Mufasa. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's never been done before. A prequel like, about Mufasa. That's cool. I'm excited for that. Like, Storyline-wise, I don't know about animation and CGI-wise, but storyline, definitely. I'm excited for that. The Little Mermaid looked really good, actually. Um... I know people are complaining about her look, but honestly, it's, it's realistic. Like, it's a live-action movie. It's going to look not animated, right? So, that's just me. That's what I think about her look. No. Wait. Am I reading that right? TV digs as Sebastian. Jacob Tremblay as Flounder? Aqua. Aquafina as Scuttle. Javier Bardem as King Trident. Oh no, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy's Ursula. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't be so excited. I didn't know the other cast. Some of them are going to do great. Like, I know Javier Bardem is going to do great because he's Javier Bardem. But other people, I'm not so sure about. 
Like, Davy Diggs doesn't have a Sebastian voice, are you kidding me? He's gonna act well, but he doesn't have a voice. Sorry. And yeah, she sings a bit of Party of Your World, it was very awesome. And I guess that's it. Yeah, guys. That was it for the uh, D23 news. I do have a little bit of a channel update to give you though, before I kind of go. So I, as you can see here, I, it says Daredevil, and then it says you are my hero. Now it's a new video essay, and since I, at the time I like just pretty much just finished Daredevil and I was very, very hesitant on fucking up the writing of this video essay because Daredevil as a show is very important to me and Daredevil as a character is very important to me as you will learn more of in this video essay but basically I didn't wanna I just didn't rush it like I usually do with these video essay scripts um, not that I not that I make it shitty and not that it is but I tend to um want to get it done, like, right then and there, so I tend to make it faster for myself, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it, but I'm very excited for people to see it for the channel update, so, other than that, I'm, I, I don't think I've, maybe I said this on stream, but I have finished the screenplay, like, a week or two ago about um for my um choose your own adventure series that i'm working on for youtube um not hide or anything just why the fuck did i um i'm working out for youtube and i'm very excited about it i think it's pretty good the storyline and the choices that i made and the choices that the viewer can pick so i'm very excited for it and i might premiere it on stream when i release it so that's going to be awesome. And me and my friend were talking today at lunch at school. And I was saying that oh, it's going to be so awesome. I don't know if any of you go to Oakville. I live in Oakville. Um, but this is a great theater. And basically it's the theater I grew up at. That I can't wait to in that theater near us to premiere one of my creations in there for an audience I'm, I'm so excited for that in the next few years so excited for that basically i think that's pretty much it for the channel update don't think i made too much else i mean of course this will be uploaded tomorrow at some point uh this episode of the podcast maybe the next day maybe like the next day after tomorrow but it's just like it's kind of late right now so i don't want to edit too much because uh, it's late, but anyway, yeah. I still want to film a couple of skits, and then that's all I have for my one off ideas for the channel. And then uh, it's just repeating of some things, some almost done everything. Well, not almost, I still need to film all of the the interview. That's what the Tracer and Adventure Project is called the interview. So I need to film all of it, edit it, put it together the trailer together, put the behind the scenes and, beat, and bloopers together, everything together, and then 
when everything's together, it's done. And then I can rest on the grateful universe with the sunrise, like Thanos. Oh yeah, and I have been working on my book. I did the first stage of editing. The English teacher that I mentioned a while ago. And for the episode, my first episode. The English teacher finally helped me work on my book. I did the first stage of editing that she requested. And um, yeah, the second stage of editing will start with our second unit. And of course, a writer's craft, which I'm excited for, and that is soon. So yeah, it's gonna get there. I'm gonna publish it eventually. <laughs> the next few, next two or three years, fucking hopefully, man. I know, just a few minutes, maybe like five minutes at most about talking about stuff that wasn't relevant or I like stuttered or something or I went on a tangent. So with all that being said, this has been my crates and this has been This Won't Last Long, episode 10, a late night talk of D23 2022. I hope you guys all enjoyed. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.